Bah humbug, it's tired apart, hip on down with fill and pop holes and holes. It's usually with various pieces of me when it's the first time around. But since next week's gonna suck balls! <laughs> We're giving ourselves a present this week. It's a movie we've seen before. Although you've only said you only seen it once. Yeah, uh, this this actually still kind of counts as a tardy of the party for me. I really, uh, just because, yeah, I did not see this until, uh, for the first time until just a couple years ago when a friend of the podcast, Amy Maloney, uh, my ex-co-host from the Boy Howdy podcast, uh, she was all like, you'd never seen... Uh, a Muppet Christmas Carol before, and I was like, eh, just I don't give a shit about the new Muppets, all the wrong-sounding Muppets, I don't give a shit about that. She's like, no, you gotta sit down and watch Muppet Christmas Carol, it's good. And I was like, it's not like I was a particularly, well, I, I guess I can't say I was particularly adverse when I did just say I said fuck that shit. But it turned out to actually be good. Mm-hmm. So this is your pick, though, enough about me. Well, I got you picking a Muppet uh, Christmas Carol. It's one of the... Two Christmas yeah. <laughs> movies I like. Because, yeah, you are not a Christmas person. And I'm kind of surprised you dig this movie. I mean, you're a Muppet guy. But still, this is a pretty goddamn Christmassy movie. Made of felt. I mean, you, you do. The movie just stops for extended periods just to tell you about Christmases of the heart. Christmas mm-hmm. blew it all apart. And That's the song. Uh, what do you think about the songs from this movie? Uh, they're eighty percent of them are great. Really? Which one is it with the Tiny Tim song? Yep. <laughs> I was watching it again this morning, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is totally the Cheer Up Charlie of this 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 movie." Why does Tiny Tim need us? I know, I know, he's he's the crux of Ebenezer Scrooge's turn to good. Mm-hmm. Fuck Tiny Tim in any version of this this story though, because Tiny Tim is always the worst part of any Christmas Carol, because it's always so it's so cloyingly. Well, at what? least in Scrooge he doesn't talk. Like that's the th- that's his thing. See, I need to see Scrooge again. Maybe I'll do Scrooge uh, next year, because mm. I have seen Scrooge and its constituent parts, like when it when it first came to HBO like 30 years ago. But I've never just sat down and watched all of Scrooge, and I love Bill Murray. But I remember, mm-hmm. all I remember, yeah, you have, you have uh, what's his face as the, he's one of the ghosts, he's in a cab, uh, mm-hmm. Buster, Buster Douglas, what's his name? Poindexter. Poindexter. You got Carol Kane as like a pixie fairy ghost, and mm-hmm. I don't remember, I think Karen Allen shows up in it, and I remember they sing uh, All the Love in Your Heart at the end. And it kind of breaks mm-hmm. the fourth wall at the end. And uh, like, Bobcat Goldthwait's in there. Oh, he's in there? Yep. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, okay. We're already penciling in Scrooge for next year. Um, <laughs> I'm a sucker for anything with Bobcat Goldweight. Um, but, yeah, you you decided to pick this in part, I guess, because next week's episode is going to be a hellhole of mm-hmm. sadness, so we needed to build uh, up our spirits Bill, please. a little bit. It's a pee-pee-soaked heckhole. <sighs> it is. Oh, my God, what is that? Oh, what, what? episode? I was just watching that episode of The Simpsons like last <laughs> night. Oh, oh, that's the Bob Roberts episode, right? Mm. Or one die, of the bar, fifteen die. of them. Yeah, Die Bart Die. Okay, yeah. You just threw me for a loop because I thought you were able to read my thoughts for a second because I thought that was oh, something I had. No, I, I had read on like Twitter privately, and I was like, Bill, Wait. I'm not able to read your thoughts because I haven't <laughs> blown my brains out. Is that a thing? Is that what happens in scanners? No. No, I if I if I could reach your thoughts, I'd probably blow my brains out. No, my thoughts are beautiful. It's mostly about how I want to pet the kitty and how I want to eat them titties on that lady over there. I just want to. Go, la, 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 la. 
Uh, yeah, I, okay. Don't want to confuse the two, because I don't want to, like, get my mouth all over the cat's head and... But, yeah, Muppet Ooh. Christmas Carol. So, did you grow mm -hmm. up with this as a kid? Um, Last year was the 25th anniversary of this thing. It's 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 older than I thought. Yeah, yeah. I will, I will 1992. VHS. Did your family really uh, dig it? Uh, some of my sisters did, yeah. Mm -hmm. We were we were big enough Muppets in my household. Yeah. I guess this is the first project after uh, Jim Henson's death, and it's the first project with fake-sounding Kermit. Mm -hmm. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> was it Steve Whitmire? Did you hear this whole thing about this guy? He quit the Muppets last year, and there's a whole allegation about how he thinks he's being squeezed out of the company unfairly and stuff. I thought he got his ass fired because everybody hated him. Something like that. There's two sides he's of the a story. Because he came out and he was like, well, the Muppets aren't good enough for me. And then the Muppet Company's like, fuck this guy. And there's a story to be told there. I'm kind of curious to see what happens with that. But I mean, he did. Yeah. I, I guess he was. Not, that's not to say you have to be a nice person to last in Hollywood for a long time. That, that That's for sure. Ain't the fucking truth. But I mean, he did do Kermit for a lot, like, like 20 years. It's not yeah. like he just did it once and he was an asshole and he got fired. I mean, he only got fired just a couple years ago. But, um, but yeah. yeah, this is... It's, it's, it's funny because actually watching this movie, I totally forgot. It's been long enough since Jim Henson died that I kind of forget what, like, proper, like, Jim Henson Kermit sounds like. So I watched this and I, I didn't even think about how that's not Jim Henson in there, in there anymore. Mm, I did just because this is, the, <sighs> like... He's still newish to doing Kermit's voice, so uh, it's, think about it, that, it's yeah. not quite as refined as it is. Well, later it's on. helped too because at least Kermit's not the main character, and actually Kermit's as much of a side character in this movie as pretty much anyone else, except for like Miss Piggy, who literally only gets like three lines in the movie, which that by itself makes it one of the best Muppet movies. Yeah. and oh. you know what? This movie proves that you can do any story with the Muppets, mm -hmm. and if it's if it's well enough written because I know there's that Wizard of Oz one that people don't like, but yeah. just cast the Muppets as the characters and fucking knock it out of the park. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't. Any try classic to... movie or any movie in general. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list, but imagine Heat with a cast of Muppets. It's the. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Yeah, there you that perfect. <laughs> there's Star Wars with Muppets. That was the mother trash heap in me coming out. This is what I get for having a supper <laughs> cook before we start recording. Um. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's the Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross rule of movie making where, I guess this is the Muppet version of that, where you can make a good movie out of anything if you just do it well. You can make a good Muppet movie out of any story if you just do it well, if you make the right choices. I guess they could have, like, made a Muppet movie where they were all Muppets, and, like, you could have had, like, I guess they could have come up with, like, a new Muppet character for Scrooged. But I'm glad that, like, this is one of those things where, like, having... I guess, well, I guess there is a couple other humans in the movie that's not Scrooge. It's really just Scrooge, his nephew, and his nephew's wife, right? And you got some background yeah. characters, but that's it. But I appreciate the, like, I'm glad they didn't try to, like, Steve, stick, like, Steve Martin in a cameo somewhere. Like, they didn't try to make a completely uh, funny movie. Um, no. I, I don't, I don't think you can make a movie with his, like, Sourpuss as Scrooge is this a complete comedy? Yeah, and it's also. Tiny. I mean, as Scrooge is a dark comedy, even. Yeah, um, I mean, there's not a lot of room for extraneous cameos in this too. It's it's yeah. th it seems like they had a hard enough time to squeezing in the normal Muppet cast, much less extra human uh, cameos or anything like that. Yeah, they didn't even really get Sweetums in there. 
Oh, shit. But <laughs> it's funny because the Ghost of Christmas Present is totally like a Sweetums caliber character. Um, I mean, Sweetums. They, uh, did they you, did get yeah? your favorite character in there at the start. Oh, New Zealand, man. I fucking saw that and I was like, okay, this is already. This is this movie's already an Oscar winner in my book. You got Louis <laughs> from hitting play on the start button on the, on on your TV remote to uh, New Zealand showing up. It's like uh, when people have fishes gonna throw fishes. <laughs> when people talk about the quality of a Zelda game from the moment you hit the start button at, at the start of a Zelda game to when you get the Master Sword, like yeah, the faster you get to New Zealand, the better you make Bill happy because he is my. He's, he's got to be my favorite character, yeah. And he does the boomerang fish thing. It's great because it totally mm -hmm. works well because it's all like old timey English, uh, uh, like market. Everyone's selling their wares, oh, even though they haul out some of the most random fucking Muppets at the start. I guess we already started uh, talking about the start of the film. Yeah. I should jump back just a moment to point out uh, the movie is dedicated to the memories of Jim Henson and Richard Hunt. Of course, everyone mm -hmm. knows who uh, uh, Jim Henson was. Richard Hunt was, uh, he was the guy. He did Sweetums. Uh, he mm -hmm. did Scooter, uh, Sweetum Scooter. He did Floyd Pepper, the pink, red-haired uh, bassist. I think he's a bassist in in the uh, in the Doctor Teeth band. Um, yeah. He's the guy who's always hanging out with Janice, essentially. And did, did yeah. he? Is he the one that did Janice as well? I don't think so. You know, the terrible thing is, it used to be that like. I could look up like a like the Muppetpedia and go like okay which which like there's only a couple dead dead Muppet dudes which one was the, which ones are the dead ones and like looking back now like almost most of those original Muppeteers aside from like Frank Oz I think Dave Goles who does uh, Gonzo I think he's still alive but the ma vast majority of those dudes are dead now so if yeah. you go back and watch the Muppet Show like the original original performers for almost all these characters are gone now except except for like yeah Miss Piggy and Fozzie because that's Frank Oz and stuff but. Uh, but Richard Hunt, he was the, like uh, he was one of the first major guys to die. Yeah, he. I was reading up about him last night. He sounds like a pretty fascinating dude. He was uh, one of the few openly gay people in Hollywood at the time. And the fact that he was working on Sesame Street and all the Muppet stuff was kind of even more interesting because you know that was back in the day where like people didn't really have a hard time confusing gays with pedophiles and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's changed. Uh, well, you know, but yeah, it's got a little bit better. It's not like it stopped. But there was a, I read an interesting anecdote where he was on Sesame Street and they had a dude from like the Bolshoi Ballet show up. And I guess they were openly flirting uh, with each other while they were recording Sesame Street. It was uh, very, very cute. But of course, mm -hmm. Richard Hunt, he died of AIDS. I think he died mm -hmm. before Jim Henson, but they kind of died very, very close to each other. So of course, He died in 91. Uh, yeah, so a year before Jim Henson. And... Um, yeah, that was kind of the start of the crumbling of of the Muppet gang, I guess. I'm sure they had some other performers kind of wander away, die earlier than that. But that was that that was the start of the core Muppet crew kind of dying off. And yeah, of course, that was 25 years later. So of course, 25 years later makes sense. Like even more of those guys, especially because the Muppet shit started like in the 50s, really, really like yeah, like the Muppets only really exploded on the national scene with the Muppet show in like the 70s. But yeah, they were going on for 20 years even before that. So yeah, that was 60 years TV, ago, which is basically yeah. the Stone Age. Yeah, like in the Washington D.C. area, they were doing coffee commercials in like 1955 for Christ's sakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over 60 years ago. So I'm surprised any of those guys are alive anymore. Um, someone, someone put. 
a guard on Rich uh, on Frank Oz to make sure nothing happens to him anytime soon. I can't believe Frank Oz even as recently as like the latest Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, last year, he was still performing fucking Yoda. He was on set. He could totally be justified and like, you know, I'll show up for five minutes, I'll do the voice of Yoda. But motherfucker, get someone else to be on their hands and knees performing that motherfucker. But nope, he was there. <laughs> they dug a pit for him to sit in and yep. be in the dirt. I'm like, yeah. So he's, mm -hmm. he's still performing, which is fucking amazing. But <laughs> anyway, that was, that was my favorite line from the movie. He did. <laughs> well, he's a ghost. He's like he's like the ghost <laughs> in this movie. He's like, he's like Mary and Marley. Da, da. You know what I don't like in this movie? It's how they have Marley the and Marley kind of pose at oh. each other when they're singing. Like, one guy will start singing, and the other guy will kind of pose at him, kind of point at him. Which is kind of weird, and also just, anytime you see a full Muppet body, is always kind of weird. That's I, only weird to you. It's, uh, that's not even think about. Shut up, just because I'm old. <laughs> they didn't have technology yet to really do that that often. Um, yeah, because they, they sure didn't show their entire bodies when they were riding those bikes. In the yeah, Muppet but that movie. was like for just, the, they were showing off the fact that they could show off the whole bodies. That mm. That's the thing. In this movie, they could more casually, like, there you is just, a great shot where like. You just uh, don't like how, how it makes you feel inside when you see Miss Piggy's ankles. <sighs> Because you're like, she's I got, hate her, but the ankles... Got, oh. She's got those fat foam little cankles. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> got it. Mm. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I want to suck on... Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Um, but Muppets! I do... It's hard for me to hate anyone. How do I, I can't even think of the mo most... Is there a Muppet thing that I've seen that I've absolutely hated? I don't think so. Mm. And I'm sure there's stuff out there if I had if I had seen it I would dislike it, but this is a good movie and it's a good Christmas yeah. movie and Michael Caine's good, and mm -hmm. yeah it starts off with uh, yeah the, flying over the roofs and shit. Yeah, it's the all like a forced perspective England. model. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. it's actually a really good Charles shot because it's obviously like shit. a model shop and then you know, they cover it up by going over like you know like. There's a white, you know, as it comes over a rooftop, and mm -hmm. you could tell they totally pulled out, like, every fucking spare Muppet they had, because it's supposed to be this English market, but there's, you've got the, the, the Sprocket the dog from Fraggle Rock is, like, throwing snowballs from a window for no reason. You've got cows sticking out of windows. You've mm -hmm. got, like, I think the last shot of the movie, you've got a bunch of crabs. Like, sticking out of windows and stuff like that. They just grabbed whatever random animal puppets they could get, in addition to all the humans and everything like that. But Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, oh, they got the they got the, the, the manager from the... Um, oh, God, what's the hotel from the Great Muppet Caper? Uh, oh, God, there's a whole song about it. The manager. Uh, it's the guy. He doesn't have any eyes, but he has white hair, and he's got a big bulbous nose, and he's dressed like the Vavitch. And like, yeah. I just love how they even kind of like old timey up Victorian to era to up all the like the existing kind of like hu not humanoid but the what what are the names for the Muppets that are like the know nothings the the whatnots the whatnots yeah and like some really whoever did the costuming for this movie because like the granted you know this is an opportunity to recycle a bazillion Muppets Muppet mm -hmm. puppets but like they had to create all these costumes presumably from scratch and like it's really well like even like Kermit's got like these little wet little waistcoats and little ties and I was even thinking like even Gonzo's fucking he's got this great like brown felt hat and like a scarf and everything like that it's like really well tailored costuming for the Muppets in this movie yeah, it always is. Think about Muppet Treasure Island and how fucking on point the costumes were there. You know what? They may have been, but Tim Curry is such a goddamn lightning rod in that movie. <laughs> you're just like watching him. You're not paying attention to the book. And I forgot we did the Muppet Treasure Island, too. Yeah. Um, man, we're running out of good Muppet movies to talk about. And we, no, we still got... Uh, is Muppets, Muppets from, from Space good? I like it. 
All I know about that, that that's the one that actually does specifically call out Gonzo as being an alien, right? Yeah. Which I'm a little... I'm sure the movie's fine, but always a little bummed that they actually gave him actual backstory to uh, Gonzo. Yeah. But it doesn't matter yeah. too much, but, yep. you know. So we go into the streets, and when it's old-timey, Sesame Street seems like a bummer. And It uh, is kind of... I didn't even think about that. It is kind of old-timey Sesame Street. Yeah. Gonzo yeah. is there. He's playing Charles Dickens with Rizzo the Rat, who's his mm -hmm. sidekick. Um, Which I thought it was going to be annoying because I still think of uh, Rizzo as one of the new Muppets. Which is you're dumb so old as fuck. Because sure Rizzo, Rizzo for I'm assuming your first debut. The first time I ever saw him was in the Great Muppets. What's the one of the Muppet Baby shit? Not Muppets Take Manhattan. And I was an mm -hmm. elderly 11 years old when that came out, so it's not like I should be all like, man, that's the new Muppets. That's not like the old Muppets I grew up with, but... Yeah, yeah. Rizzo the Rat first appeared in episode 418 of The Muppet Show. Oh, shit. Fuck me, then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they gave Rizzo his whole family and everything like that in in the diner in The Great Muppet Keeper. Or The Muppets Take Manhattan, but... Yeah! I was a little worried that Rizzo might kind of overtake the whole movie, but he's actually a good, like, little great chorus with uh, uh, Gonzo as... I even the opening no, credits... Gonzo I... and Ri yeah, Gonzo and Rizzo are, are a good team. I, I, I even appreciate the opening credits. Instead of crediting the Muppet performers, they just credit the Muppet characters as the characters yeah. they're playing as, which I thought was a, a cute idea. Mm -hmm. um, that's the first time a Muppet movie's kind of done that, is kind of pretending that the characters are just... Uh, the Muppets are these characters. Um, except... <laughs> There's like a once or twice where I think Rizzo accidentally calls Gonzo Gonzo. Like, they kind of break that fourth wall a little bit, which I think is cute, too. But anyway, but yeah, they're they're just narrating everything that's going on. Yeah. The Marleys were dead to begin with. That's a great way to start a story. I need to read this that's fucking a... book. Uh, you probably don't. It's probably boring as hell. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about how boring... <sighs> think about how boring some of the adaptations of the uh, Christmas story are. Yeah, that's a good point. Um... I this is already going into the Polar Express next week, but I heard some people talk about well the Polar Express is such a spooky film. Like what's fucking spooky about it? A fucking Christmas Muppet Muppet Christmas Carol starts off with the, the these guys were dead. It's a ghost story from the start. It's not even pretending to be about Christmas. It has to eventually get around to being about Christmas because it starts off as a ghost story. Anyway, shut up. So the Marleys worked with Scrooge. And now here's a song about what a huge asshole this fucker is. <laughs> Does this guy not listen to everyone singing about him? He gets bummed when when two people at a party make fun of him that yeah. he can't. He's not supposed to hear, but he's not paying attention to like even the cows and the shrimp and the chickens are all like that fucker's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. This. this this movie's a great showcase for all the ugly-ass Muppets that they made. Yeah, they, there's a couple. I kind of wonder if they came up with it. There, there's, like, a human kind of witch-faced lady Muppet. Um, mm -hmm. did, did you remember ever seeing the big spider puppet who plays Old Joe at the end? He's the guy who's fencing all of the stuff from from uh, Scrooge's corpse like at the end of the movie. I feel like I've seen him before. I'm kind of surprised Uncle Deadly doesn't show up anywhere in this stuff, because it seems like the, he, this would be like the perfect kind of thing for him to be in, but yeah. Yeah. But then yeah, you I'm also do sure. have the cows and shit like that, too, which kind of cracks me up. Yeah. Lots of ugly bubbles. Um Oh, shit. Be, if, if, oh, oh, shit, what happened? Oh, no, no, no. It's, this is usually the oh, thing no. where I'm watching the movie with you, but I got so wrapped up in talking about the movie, I'm not watching the movie. 
Oh no! Yeah, You'll yeah, actually yeah. <laughs> you will get distracted. I know. Well, no, but like I'm sitting here trying to think of remember what all the other Muppets are, and I'm like, oh, that's right. I just I just like watch the scene as we're talking about it. Yeah. Uh, if, there's if, mice in a wall, which, uh, according to Brian Henson, oh, I bought the movie on iTunes, and Brian Henson has a commentary. I'm assuming it's the same thing if you get the DVD or the Blu-ray. And Brian Henson was like, oh, these mice characters—they only show up in like two shots in the whole movie. But uh, a lot of the kids uh, that on the test cards for the test screening said that, that they were their favorite part and they're barely in the movie and he's like well i fucked up my job i guess that that stinking fun. kids yeah uh if being we mean is a way of life he's practiced and rehearsed because every day in every way scrooge is getting worse that's what they sing and he says humbug at them of course and then he goes inside yeah i like that gonzo uses rizzo to clean a window so he can see in he <laughs> like just grab and slaps him on there too yeah mm-hmm yeah. So that way we can see Scrooge be a dick to his employees. Which are like all rats. That's essentially Rizzo's family, essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas time. People are spending money on parties and gifts and shit. One might say it's harvest time for moneylenders. <laughs> That's great. Like, you don't... I've never heard that dialogue in another adaptation of Scrooge before. It's really cool, yeah. Mm-hmm. It really makes him you seem want- like a ghastly motherfucker. Yeah, Scrooge wants his workers to come in on Christmas, which yeah. apparently is crazy talk even in these dark times. <laughs> I know, seriously. Oh my god. And plus, these bookkeeping fools want an extra shovel of coal for the fire. What a bunch of assholes! I do love him, Bob Cratchit, who was played by Kermit the Frog. He's like, "Oh, you can't evict people tomorrow. Tomorrow's Christmas." And uh, Scrooge says, "You well, you better get to gift wrapping these eviction notices," which I mm-hmm. thought was, I was like, "Damn, Michael Caine." You're a motherfucker. Straight up stompish. Oh, here comes Scrooge's nephew Fred, his only living relative. He's very chipper, much to Scrooge's bah humbugs. Could you imagine his being the sister, probably? I think it's a sister, probably. Say, I don't know. His sibling. That's what it is. I was having to grow up with this kid. I was reading about the original story uh, uh, earlier today. And a lot of people suspect, I don't know how much of it is part of the text, but yeah, I guess it's a bigger thing that Scrooge had a sister that he loved, and it was the death of his sister, and as we'll see, the breaking up with Belle. Uh, Mm. Essentially, the two main female influences in life that kind of really... If he could have ever been turned into a good guy at a younger age, it would have been before those two people left his life and yeah and and a lot of people suspect that he's ex- extra kind of f- flinty at his nephew because his nephew reminds him of his dead sister that he loves so much and mm. who knows maybe this kid like maybe she died in childbirth and so his ex- it's that age-old thing of like maybe the kid's existence reminds him of the fact that he killed the, his mom and anyway that's neither here there i don't think that's actual text but that's what just a lot of people assume but yeah so if Scrooge had his way, every idiot that says Merry Christmas would be cooked with his turkey f- dinner. Yeah, and he gets his, like, it spiked through the heart with, the, like, some holly or something, too, which I've heard that before, which is also pretty great, too. Mm-hmm. I love Scrooge. Scrooge is kind of great. At least he really embraces fuck you. I just, yeah. 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 And, it, I, and the nephew's the only one in this town, I guess, willing to talk back to this old turd. Yeah. But now well, it's time for Benson and Beaker to come in looking for some money for the poor. Scrooge. Scrooge hates it. But his nephew's cool. He donates. And as he leaves, he tells Scrooge, hey, I'm gonna have a sweet-ass party. You should totes come. 
Scrooge mocks him for getting married because love is the only <laughs> thing sillier than a Merry Christmas. That's when you're getting cartoonishly badly overboard evil when you're like, oh, who, uh, who, th- who, 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 you're stupid for having emotions. That's when you're turning into a cartoon character, but yeah. Mm. And he doesn't want to fucking give no money to the, the charity for the poor because fu- aren't there homes for the poor? Prisons? And is they- that when the bunny shows up? No, then, uh... Benson says that some people would rather die than go oh, there, and yeah. he's like, oh, then they should hurry up and do it and decrease the surplus population. That's one of the big things in Always the and, Christmas Carol is, is that and, specific phrase, because it gets thrown back at him later on the, in this. And fuck, yeah. man, aren't enough people dying in Charles Dickens' times? Yeah, well, that's the whole point. Charles Dickens was, like, was he was a class what? dude. He was all about, like, pointing out, like, this is fucked up. He was fighting for the little man, so that's kind of the half the point of this story is, like, yeah, this is, if you think like this, you're evil person wasn't everybody like vomiting up their own assholes and stuff during this time that's that's why if you were to do like a realistic depiction of of this story like tiny tim would bend over and blood would just erupt from his asshole (laughs) over everyone else during the turkey dinner at the end of the story yeah um yeah no the whole city's just rife with smoke and fire and everything's wet and soppy it's filled with snot and blood people are throwing piss out their second story window onto the street below people when they 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 fucking scream from orgasm all the teeth come flying out of their mouth and fly into someone else's mouth and it's a whole thing it's it's (laughs) all right it's like hr geiger everywhere so he kicks them out Tries in vain to rip apart the wreath that his nephew hung up before he left. Which I always wonder if that's like something Michael Caine did as an improv thing, because he does a terrible job ripping it up. It's obviously like held together with wire. So the best he can do is kind of slightly mangle it. And then uh, he's interrupted by uh, the bunny singing outside. Yeah. Like a penny for the song, Governor, but Scrooge just slams the door in his face. Uh, but he opens it again so he can fuck the wreath at this small child. <laughs> uh, one of the better parts of the commentary from Brian Henson, he talks about, I guess the bunny uh, is known as Bean the Bunny. And mm-hmm. Bean the Bunny was a character created solely to be a character that is too cute to live and is doomed <laughs> to get the shit kicked out of him by everyone else in a story. Uh, so much so that even everyone at the Henson company hates his guts. Like, mm. so they just, like, try to, like, get him as as beat up and fucked up in every story as possible. Because they were intentionally, like, oh, they, they sat down and were like, okay, what's the what's the most cloying, cloyingly, crappiestly, cutest little character we can come up with? And, like, oh, it's being the bunny. We're just going to make him the, 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 the gag to every physical joke we can. And I don't know if they ever really did that, because, like I said, I'm not that knowledgeable about newer Muppet stuff. But I appreciate just... That, that, that's a pretty good instinct to have, is like, let's beat the shit out of the cutest thing we can invent. It's, uh, we're so old that 20 years ago, you're calling shit that is new. I, that's what I'm saying! The newer Muppet stuff from 20 years ago. I tuned it out, though! Once Jim Henson thought, I was like, well, we'll fuck the Muppets, I guess. And then I just, you know, whatever was happening in 1992, I was... Um, what what was I doing? Uh, I guess I was watching Home Alone 2 instead or something like that. I don't know. Oh, good good choice. Yeah, well, also, I was growing up. I was, like, 17 when this movie came out, so yeah, I wasn't, mm. like, totally like, I gotta get on that Muppet shit. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you've, you've grown up a lot since then, Bill. Yeah, no, I've matured. <laughs> no more childish things for you. No, not I've put away my childish things and have become a sad man who... <laughs> Five minutes later, unlocked his box of childless things and glued them to his body and wears them like a suit wherever he goes. 
so there's closing time. Kermit manages to talk Scrooge into letting everybody stay home for Christmas because yeah. everywhere else is going to be closed. It'd be a waste to call for the fire. Don't spend that money on coal. But they better be in that much sooner the next day. Yep. So Scrooge goes home and adds Kermit and everybody, all the rats clean up. They sing a song about how there's only one more sleep till Christmas. I guess it's this fine. is a big thing for kids who grew up with this because then that becomes an anthem for anyone who's excited about Christmas. Just, you know, whatever the shit they're going to get on Christmas. Only one more sleep to open up that Super Nintendo. Yeah. Oh, shit. Penguin skate. Kermit skates. It's so, so festive. And after a full body shot of Kermit looking wistfully at the night sky full of joy and wonder, there's a quick <laughs> shot of the ba- the bunny huddled up in newspaper, shivering cold as fuck. Because fuck you if you thought we were going to make this shit totally whimsical and not realistic. I do love it. It's their cutest character. They're threatening to murder with freezing cold. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, according to Brian Henson in the commentary, the one the, the shot where you see uh, the Kermit the Frog staring up at the sky and there's a shooting star... You hear in the distance, it's obviously a rat saying Merry Christmas, but you don't see it on camera. Uh, again, another one of the things that got back from the test screening cards, it was too late to fix it, but a lot of the kids thought it was the star. The shooting star saying Merry Christmas. <laughs> kids are like, stupid. He was like, well, I don't know, we can't fix it the house. So yeah. Which I was watching that when I was rewatching it again this morning. I was thinking about that, I was just laughing my ass off. Because it's obviously one of the rats. It's like, Merry Christmas. It's not like some kind of whimsical thing. It kind of insinuates the shooting stars like from Jersey or something. But yeah. <laughs> so Scrooge lived in an old house of his dead business partners, Marley and Marley. Does he say and, that he uh, actually lives in their house? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if you fitting with the story, because him being so cheap, yeah. And did I mention that they're dead and rotting like crazy well? Oh, man, yeah. No, I love even, like, when Gonzo whispers that, and then even Rizzo's like, why are you whispering? It's like, for dramatic effect. And I was like, yeah, but it's a good dramatic effect. They're spooky. Mm-hmm. Scrooge's knocker turns into Statler and screams his name at him. <laughs> Jesus Christ, which, yeah. It I'm watching Scrooge this as up. an adult in the full light of day, even I'm like, ah. <laughs> but whatever, he goes inside anyway. Yeah, I know. That's one of the funniest things to me because that's consistent in all the st- all the versions of the story. Is like, yeah, the the knocker turns into a monster, and then Scrooge is like, eh, whatever. Well, I mean, the knocker's not inside; it's outside. So yeah, you think that li- you might go like, eh, maybe I'll stay in a hotel for the night, or just like, I'll come back in five minutes. He's not gonna spend the money to stay in a hotel. Yeah. So instead, he searches his place, forced to light lanterns and look around. And he fucking hated spending that money. He didn't find nothing, anyhow. But he did beat the fuck out of his best dressing gown, so that was cool. <laughs> the hell? With a, I do like they showed that with he a is poker, a little... He a would never admit poker. to being this kind of, uh... Uh, what do you call it when you're superstitious? Superstitious. <laughs> you nailed it. Yeah, I just, what's a synonym for superstitious? Not too many of them. Uh, I do like the debate that Gonzo and Rizzo have outside, where Gonzo Rizzo's like, how the hell do you know all this? And Gonzo's all like, well, I'm an omniscient narrator. That's what we do. And Rizzo's like, oh, very impressive. And, yeah. mm-hmm. So later, while eating Din Din in his dressing gown and his, his sleeping cap, his doorbell goes fucking nuts and a fire goes out. And then the ghosts of his old partners, Jacob and Robert Marley, show up. Uh, but he's like, ah, fucking, I don't believe you. you. You could just be some bad meat or cheese. Yeah, it's more of 
There's more of gravy than a grave of you. This Aww. is one of my favorite parts, parts of any telling of the story is the, you could be a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese. There's more of gravy than a grave about you. And I do love that Statler and Waldorf throw it in his face. And of course they yeah. heckle him about it because it's, 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 it's actually is a cute pun. But they're all like, oh, oh, oh leave the comedy to the bears. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just good. Yep, and they're all chained up, and now they're gonna God, sing a song about legs. how they fucked up. You can see their crotches the and shit on their mm. little feet. It's no, I don't want. <laughs> it's this is fine. Not, this is bad. I feel like I'm. What like, did a, Bill? What did the lower extremities of a Muppet ever do to you to <laughs> make you feel this way? There's something about seeing the barely sheathed erogenous zones of a Muppet that, like, it's both both attracts and repulses me at the same time. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, mm. But it is cool because like, they're doing like the Bunraku black black velvet effect where they're puppeteering the uh, Settler and the Waldorf against like black velvet, just like you know, print projecting as like a transparency. Get the background looks really cool. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's it's kind of a flat song. Like I was kind of I like it. I love. Oh god, it's Paul Williams who wrote all the songs for this. They, he wrote all the songs for the Muppet movie and uh, Emmett Oliver's Drug Band Christmas, and I love that stuff. But yeah, for some mm -hmm. reason, the songs in this movie and this is one of I, I was a little bummed. I wasn't more into. It's not terrible, but just the fact that so much so much of it is just repeating the phrase Marley and Marley. It's just I don't know. Wasn't that yeah, memorable? I like it. Oh, also, if you going back a little bit, if you uh, do listen to the soundtrack, uh, Beaker and Benson Honey do do have a song that they cut from the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> is it a duet? I I can't remember. How I do think you get so? Beaker involved in a song? He's sung plenty of times. What are you talking about? Really? He does, yeah. I yeah, mean, he's, he's been in the background while other people have been singing over no, him. No, just look not. up on YouTube. Beaker singing the Carol of the Bells. Oh, uh, well, that that the whole point is that it's just... Or he, and he he was in the barbershop quartet and the the, uh, the, the one uh, Muppet, the newer do, Muppet movie. Do you know movie. about the one big cut song from the middle of this movie where it's... it's the yes, song? we will go over that. I'd like to think that it's because they originally, when they started filming, they wanted Bell to be played by Beaker. And like, mm. me, me, me. And they're like, we gotta cut this. It's ain't no working. Anyway, shut up. Though. Ah, they all chained up. They sing a song about how fucked up their life is. Yeah. And they tell his dad's fool Scrooge he's doomed as fuck. And he's gonna get haunted by three spirits. And the first one's gonna show up when the bell tolls one. And it's gonna fuck his shit straight up. So be ready, you old crotch. And then a quick scene, Gonzo and Rizzo climbing over the fence because they want to get to the back side of the house. Oh, it's the best part of the... It's maybe one of the best parts of any Muppet movie. What is that? It's... It's... I think it happens after they crawl over. Um... There's a bit where Rizzo randomly kisses Gonzo on the snoot after offering no. him a jelly bean. <laughs> Yeah. And it just, it's its nothing plot related. I wonder if it was just a goof they did on set just to wrap up like that little bit. And it's just, I laughed my ass off so hard I had to rewind it and rewatch it just to like not make sure I didn't <laughs> oh, miss I anything. Like, I thought it was great. I laughed at the part uh, where um, Rizzo jumps and he falls on his face and then he yeah. climbs through to get his jelly beans and Which walks is through. great. Gonz yeah. is like, you could have climbed through the entire time. <laughs> He's like, and you idiot. He says, you are such an idiot. Yeah. You know, he says that and walks away is fucking great. Because it's rare that anyone else acts so stupid that even Gonzo gets exasperated, which yeah. that's what makes Rizzo a pretty good foil for Gonzo, because Rizzo's even somehow even stupider than Gonzo is. Yeah. Yep. Oh. 1am hits, time for one of the ugliest puppets and hints and company ever made to show up. Yeah. It's the like, ghost of Christmas past. It's like they dug up one of the Gelflings from the Dark Crystal and put it underwater 
And even Brian <laughs> Henson on the commentary is like, in some of the shots going, well, sometimes we, we couldn't afford to take the puppet out of the water and drain it and refilm it dry, like in a, in a better fashion. So some of the shots in this movie, it looks a little extra bloated than it should have been. <laughs> you know, like, it's funny how kind of apologetic he's like, that. Well, sometimes shit happens, man. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, come on, baby, let's fly. Just touch my hand. Come on, baby, it's totally cool. Let's blast <laughs> off to the past. Creepy little doll hand reaches out. <laughs> oh, God, and it's, man, I, I, I tweeted about this this morning because I guess just today they unveiled, I guess they're making a sequel to The Dark Crystal, finally. Uh, they've been mm-hmm. talking about this forever, but I guess someone, I don't know if it's going to be a movie or TV show or anything like that, but the first pictures of characters from that ad, from that new sequel uh, came out today, and there were four, uh, three pictures of three new Gelfling characters. Mm. And two of them look every bit as creepy as the Gelflings did in the original film, and then there's a third Excellent. one in green. Who, the, the character, the design isn't quite so human, so it kind of avoids the uncanny valley. But that got me to thinking, between that and watching also today, you know, rewatching the, the Muppet Christmas Carol, it's rare that the Muppets ever ever have to really worry about the Uncanny Valley, but when they do hit the Uncanny Valley, they they get fucked up in it. And that's one of the things with yeah, the human... This She's got this little slit mouth that barely moves, yeah. and little weird eyes, and I know it's supposed to be creepy. At least it works as creepy, but it's creepy in a way I don't think they anticipated. And mm-hmm. but uh, the, the underwater effects look cool. It looks like one of the creatures from like Poltergeist or something like that. That's great. But yeah, the face—it's all just in the design of the face. It's just anyway. I'm sorry. That's fine. So then they fly. Second star to the right, straight on to the morning. Yeah. And it turns out Scrooge was a kid, and that kid hated Xmas too. He just did schoolwork. Who cares about stupid creatures anyhow? Yeah, I'm always a little bummed when an adaptation... I guess that's part of the original text because everyone's so consistent about this. But it would have been more interesting to see Scrooge as more like a normal kid who somehow lost his faith in Christmas. When you find that's out what that, they do in Scrooged. Did they? Okay, that's good because this thing where like even when he was like six-year-old, he was like it's, bah it's, humbug. It's like, well, that's the, he really he's just always a dickhead then. For Christmas, his dad gave him a cut of beef. And Scrooged? Yeah. I mean, if it's a good cut of beef... I mean, That's what his dad toy. said. Yeah, I was gonna say, as an adult, I gotta say, I could be like, man, it's not the worst thing to actually get. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh. It's not like Bender at a Christmas club. Smoke up, Johnny. Yeah, I, I do feel like that was one of my noses. I feel like we're missing a, something that made him hate Christmas. It's yeah. not just hating Christmas for the sake of hating Christmas. I mean, because even when someone like you, you don't hate Christmas, but you're just not really into Christmas. Christmas. Okay, well, no, the, I hate Christmas. Okay, well, at least, it. at least. <laughs> But even you could say, well, the, the, maybe something happened, or there's something, there's a story there to be told. But yeah, mm-hmm. when you have a character who's just already, like, when they're six year olds, kind of already forged into the figure they are as an adult, that makes them a less interesting character. Yeah, and anyway. it's, it's especially back then, because it's not like Christmas got shoved down everybody. Exactly, yeah. Back then, like, it, it does it now. Oh, God, there's so many essays about how supposedly a Christmas Carol is the one thing that, like, kind of, like, brought Christmas back, like, uh, until the publication of the story. You know, Christmas mm. was a known thing. It was celebrated everywhere, but it wasn't the secular holiday that it became as a result of the publishing of this book, I guess. So, mm. anyway. So, uh, and I like how in this version, Scrooge is totally toned down with being taken aback in time and seeing his young self and everything. He's just kind of standing there like, yeah, this is just another fucking Sunday night for me. Yeah, he's just like, he has a really rich imagination. Because he's yeah. like, oh yeah, this is a pretty good recreation of my school room. And like, oh yeah, that is me. And like, yeah, he's... Yeah, uh, yeah there are other adaptations where Scrooge is like, 
oh my god, what is this? And just, like, from the start, and like, yeah, no, he's just, yeah. Which, I think, because it's a kid's film, I think they didn't want to waste screen time with, like, Michael Caine just being all like, <gasps> you know, you just want to get yeah. to the point of the story, which I appreciate, so. Yeah, sure That's he was fine. alone a lot, but that meant more time for reading and studying. All this stuff kids love, the cool kids. Yeah, god, this kid was already fucking... Martin from The Simpsons to begin with, and it's just, yeah. <laughs> and the spirit's like, let's see what the future's like here, and he's like, ah, it's just the same every single year. Yeah, I was and a they, miserable fuck. They do like a, a thing where you get to see multiple versions of Scrooge, essentially just in the same place in the same school room for like the next ten years. Uh, mm-hmm. Brian Henson in the commentary talks about how they were going to do a more elaborate thing where it would have been essentially the same shot where you have the ghostly figures of all these like different versions of Kid Scrooge, but I guess the camera was supposed to be revolving around them or something like that, but the equipment broke down on the day they shot it, so they just did the mm. locked-off camera, just had like six different actors come and pretend to be Scrooge, and like, okay, that's that's how we're going to show the passage of time. So. Yep. So his old his old headmaster comes in, Sam the Eagle, who said he got a job and he's going to love business. He will be very good at business. Gotta love some good... Sam the Eagle's pretty great. Yeah, there's a point where it says, It is the American way! (laughs) Gonzo whispers in his ear, British way! And then he kind of looks around like, What the fuck just happened? It is kind of a weird button to the scene, the fact there is no button. He just kind of looks around and that's the end of the scene, and that's it. Well, he had a song, too. Oh, he had a song? Yeah. Sam the Eagle had a song. I'm pretty sure if I wow, remember okay. correctly. I mean, yeah. I would be, like, there's no reason why there could be, but I would love to see Sam the Eagle get an actual song. Because, like, he would just be... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, four, they go to his first job at Fozzywig's place. I wonder who Fozzywig's going to be played by. <laughs> also, it's Fozzywig and Mom? I don't yeah. know if it's, like, in the original story, is it Fezziwig and, like... Mom, Lom, Dom. I doubt I heard, it's like, Fozzy Wig. Because it's just they... weird that his mom is there in the story. Yeah. And it's yeah. just Fozzy, except kind of greener. And He's with got the... a wig on. Yeah, and with like... He's it's... got a Fozzy's wig. It is weird when the Muppets decide to have a female version of a Muppet. They just put like a fucking well, Princess she was... Peach hat on her. She was in the um, Muppet Family Christmas. Well, and, uh, yeah, I think she also showed up in... Um... No, it's not her, because... In Muppets Take Manhattan, Fozzie goes to hibernate with a bunch of bears, but they're kind of more realistic bear puppets. They're not like... Yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, that's... that's. Oh, I didn't even think... Because this is... Of course, yeah, this is before... That was before this movie, so they... Yeah, of course, all the all the Muppets they had left over from that were... Yeah, okay. I forgot we did that, too. That is a good <laughs> fucking special. I'm glad we, yeah. we did a project about that. Anyway. Yep, Fozzie Wiggs is as hard and as ruthless as a rose petal. It's a fucking kick ass party. Get to see Statler and Waldorf as young men. (laughs) Which looks alarming because they just took the old puppets and kind of gave them different hair. I really like Animal hitting the triangle, being like, (laughs) between each little ting. Again, I love Exasperated Animal is one of my favorite Muppet characters. Like, Animal's great, but then when he's, like, stuck in a lowly position where where he's just annoyed with everyone else, that's great, yeah. Yeah. Scrooge is there bitching about how much a party is costing Fozziewig, and Fozzie's like, fuck it, just go enjoy yourself, asshole. Have have some of the cheese platter, fuck. Go get your dick wet, do something, just just relax for ten seconds, yeah. Scrooge bumps into some chick. Belle, she's smoking hot? Is she? (laughs) 
She's not I guess she wasn't. I, I guess she wasn't dying of some sort of skin disease, so that's pretty sexy. <laughs> she had more than three teeth, which already made her a cat. <laughs> yeah. I still have all my fingers. Ooh! So, old Scrooge remembers her. <laughs> I wonder if that's funny. Uh, old I Scrooge remembers. Oh. You know what actually would have made me? You know what? If 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 they weren't anticipating Bell being a human, well, no, it would have under. It would have undercut. If it had been Scrooge. Janice. If it had been, yeah, I was gonna say any of the Muppets, or if it had just been Camilla the Chicken, they could have mm. done something funny where, like, you just sweetums. Yeah. It, anyone really? Could, you could have had New Zealand. You could have had like the yorp, 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 the Sesame Sweetie Street chef. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, the Swedish chef. So, yeah, he's catering the party. He's like, I like your real hands. I was real human about, hands. There's mm. got to be something. There's got to be some kind of Muppet scientist out there who must think that the Swedish chef is like the missing link because he's the <laughs> yep, only Muppet all those Muppets. Yeah, there's got to be. This has to be. He's half and half. He's yeah. a, he's felt he's felt partway, but then he's actual meat human partway, and so mm -hmm. like he is like this fucking he's the yeah he's, he's Sasquatch of the Muppet human kingdom, but yeah anyway, but he's serving so, singing grapes. Yeah, so old Scrooge remembers Belle, and Christmas past is like, hey, you know there was another Christmas Eve with her, and he's like, oh please spirit, don't show me that Christmas, and the spirit says, fuck you old man, we're watching that shit, and whisks him it's, forward again. It's great because the Ghost of Christmas Past slowly turns at him, and you see him just slowly lift a middle finger up from the frame, <laughs> and he, he, he says, grab my finger. <laughs> yeah. So, then there is some. Wintery park and bells. It's life. nicely lit. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's obviously just a little set, but it's really yeah. nicely done. I'm a sucker for anything with sideways, dusky winter lighting, and mm. this is totally like a, a perfect embodiment of that. Yeah, Bell's like, fucking come on, every year you don't marry me, because business is poor this year, bruh. There is no context to the scene. It's just, she's like, why do you fucking love money more than me? And he goes like, bruh. And I, that's he like says, I can't scene. even buy a house. Come yeah. on, I'm doing this for you. I love you, Bill. And she slams him voice, you did once, and then she leaves. And, and now that's... everybody's sad, which makes more sense when you realize that they cut out a song here. Yeah, because Which would have made like, people sad. Yeah, Scrooge is just crying. Oh my god, that puppet does look fucked up in this scene. It's eyes. It's got it's it's got it's got the Ralphie from a Christmas story eyes. Um but yeah, that would have been, and the reason this got cut, because I guess Jeffrey Katzenberg was like, that song is too sad. Which, that's even a shittier reason for cutting it than We Don't Have the Time. Because, yeah. like, he could have easily cut that fucking Tiny Tim song out. And I guess I it exists in two versions of, like, the oh, home yeah? video releases. Huh, okay. One's on the Laserdisc, which is the only version that's widescreen. So, get that from Bobby Roberts, because I'm sure he's got it. Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. And, I was a little uh, bummed to see that the iTunes version that I'm, watch that I'm watching right now doesn't have it at all. Yeah. There is a, a release of it that has it, but it's it's only, it's not widescreen. Yeah. And they even were, were they were plotting so much around the movie, re emotionally revolving around that song. There's a big song at the end credits that is reprised and kind of a retort to that song. I guess yeah. the song that got cut is, is called When Love Is Flown. And the song at the end of credits, it's a, it's a shitty pop ballad thing, but it's called When Love Is Grown, I think. Yeah. And now, and without the context of the first version of the song in the movie, like it's just like a, just a random pop song at the end of this, the credits for this thing. Yeah, but yeah, that sucks. And now, these messages. 
Coming soon on video cassette, Walt Disney Pictures presents a Jim Henson production of a classic Christmas tale. Ah, I'm back. He's the world's greediest man. It's Ebenezer Scrooge. Until the magical night he meets someone extraordinary. Hello. The Muppet Christmas Carol. I'll drink to Mr. Scrooge, even though he is stingy and badly dressed. I'm back. Think it's safe for us to be up here? Yeah! It's a game of prize for being mean. The winner would be him. Yes, Mr. Cratchit. If you please, Mr. Scrooge, the bookkeeping staff would like to have an extra shovel full of coal for the fire. Where is it frozen? How would the bookkeepers like to be suddenly unemployed? This is my island in the sun. It's Charles Dickens' classic tale. As only the Muppets can tell it. It's good to be heckling again. It's good to be doing anything again. Stuffed with holiday warmth and cheer. Just a season to be jolly and joyous. This is the movie to see, to share, to cherish with someone you love. Thank you for making me a part of this. Coming to video cassette this fall, it's the Muppet Christmas Carol. God bless us, everyone. Whatever. Still the one, ABC. Where am I here? Everybody's sad. Scrooge doesn't want to see anymore. He sits down and cries. Ted's transported back to his home. Now it's 2 a.m. And there's a giant fucker telling Scrooge, Come in and know me better, man. He's the ghost of Christmas present. The effects here are really good because he is literally filling the whole room. So presumably Scrooge is kind of blue screened in when you're looking over his shoulder. But yeah, this guy, why would he not appear smaller just so he doesn't have to like crook his neck and oh my well, God, what that the doing, way dude? it always is? Because isn't that yeah, the way it is the in Disney. Um, the Disney one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although the <laughs> so version... the two version, the two <laughs> versions I really know of, it's always done. Yeah. Well, no, but, that, but at least in the Disney version, like, he's in a room big enough to accommodate himself. He's, like, in the dining hall at Scrooge's house isn't or something it, like that. Isn't it Willy in the Disney? Is it Willy? The giant? Willy the giant? Yeah, I think so, yeah. But he's still... I think they give him, like, a red beard and stuff. But, like, he's not too entirely dissimilar to this, but... Yeah. Mm. I love... From... I, yeah. Go ahead. No, you love... I, I love uh, the, the smell of his, his felt flesh. I can smell it mm. through the TV. Uh, no, I, I love that, like... Uh, his red uh, felty fur and how it's actually already kind of shot through a little bit with like a brown hair and a couple strands of gray um mm -hmm. yeah the whole idea of the ghost of christmas present that he's born at midnight on christmas morning and ages to adulthood and dies as an old man at midnight the following evening and so that's kind of cool yeah he's Creepy. fucking jolly as shit yeah. he's gonna teach scrooge about how fucking jolly christmas is and there's a quick, yeah, a quick cameo from those fucking ugly ass baby Muppet things. <laughs> the little cabbage patch of baby dolls. Yeah. At least one gets punched in the face and falls over. They're the singing choir because this starts like I guess this is the big song of the movie is. When yeah. it's Christmas and it starts off with the with the <laughs> thing about like. That's what it is. Uh, that, even this. Whatever you find love, it feels like Christmas. Even the melody for the song is so simplistic. I don't know. I just something about it. Just it, it's not it gets, terrible. It could have been it's better. It gets stuck in your head as much as any other Christmas song. Yeah. Um, but then everyone's yeah, just like fucking shitting elves and sunlight out of each other's asses <laughs> at each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, the spirit sings about how wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. And Tumblr used to really feel like this Christmas, but not anymore. No, now ever since the fingers. Now snap, love is a fucking, not a lie. It's a fucking loud, smoking lied. ruin. Mm-hmm. There's like weird toucans and birds and chickens and shit. Like there's like tropical animals like having a good time in this this Victorian English square. What? Uh, that there's a tro- snowman. Toucans aren't allowed to have a good time. Yeah, you know, I, I'm all for the cereal mascot having a good time. There's a sudden snowman yeah. whose head falls off. Ghost Scrooge's- go- Ghost of Christmas presents hanging out with the mice in the wall. Scrooge is starting to get it. He smiles here and there. He even does a little dance with the Ghost of Christmas present. He does warm up to the to the Ghost of Christmas present pretty quickly. He, well, does, I, he, yeah, does, I, he does it without any goading. He's already kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm in a good mood. I feel like this version of Scrooge is way more ready to change than any other version of Scrooge that exists. He's just pretty much at this point, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, like I'll go home. I'll be cool now. They could have stopped it now, and maybe he wouldn't have been so rapturously like, "Oh my God, I must have do good." But he he would have probably been a cool person still. Yeah, he wouldn't have been like, like I'm gonna give my whole fortune away. But he would have chilled out and at least been like average normal human after the song and dance number. Yeah. Yeah. Scrooge, uh, he wants to see some kin. He wants good times. So they go check out his nephew's party where they're playing a guessing game. They have to guess. They have to guess what sucks ass. Smells like <laughs> shit. Everybody hates it. We should probably kill it with fire. Hey, guess what? It's Scrooge. It's a weird mix because it's 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 Fred cousins, it's Scrooge's cousin, uh, nephew, uh, Fred's wife, and like there's pigs, a monster frog, like mm-hmm. the collection of Muppets here. It's like a weird, real wild collection of grotesque motherfuckers. It's like Jabba's palace in here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, 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 yeah, it's, it's Scrooge Mc, McDuck who's the bad guy, <laughs> and then Scrooge is all like butthurt. He's like, whatever good, well, good feelings the, the he was getting. Well, the spirit's like, oh, come on, they made fun of you, let's go. And Scrooge is like, I don't want to see anything else. This the spirit's cool. like, fuck you, we're in this together, you and me. <laughs> Gives them the devil horns and they fly away again. <laughs> so they go see Bob Cratch's house. Yeah. Where Miss Piggy's making goose. You know, with their pig, pig daughters and their frog son. I do love the arbitrarily weird split of like all the all the daughters are pigs, all the boys are frogs. Which I, just, I was a little sad that they weren't a hybrid like it is in with uh, Fozzie and Kermit. For five minutes, they had to have thought of that, and they were like, "This that yeah. might be a little too distractingly weird. Let's just yeah. go along gender lines." And yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, Kermit comes home with Tiny Tim, aka Robin, and they're doing some Christmas scat walking home. Is there a thing? like oh yeah there's a one shot of it's kermit with a tiny tim on his shoulders and he's like walking down the street and it's Mm -hmm. actually pretty inventive because they actually have i think it's kermit being blue screened but he's standing on top of it's supposed to be the street but it's obviously just like a roller with snow glued onto it that's Mm -hmm. rolling beneath his feet and just the execution of just like kermit walking down the street full-bodied and stuff it's really nice you're not really like trying to pay attention too much to the special effects or anything like that but it's 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 nice enough you wouldn't even really think about it that much but yeah he comes home uh, fucking, Everybody, yeah. Everybody's super stoked to see him, Kermit, and they all slam into him. And I, at that moment, watching it, I, I started laughing, because just imagining all the puppeteers underneath just slamming their <laughs> exactly, arms yeah. and hands into each uh, other. There, there's had to have been a couple times where someone's like tooth got knocked out because like they got an elbow in the mouth and during a scene like that or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tiny Tim. Timey Tim gets too excited. He's like, "Ah, the goose, the goose!" <laughs> you can tell he's sickly because he coughs. <laughs> I love Robin. Is cool. I'm down with Robin. 
uh, Kermit's nephew, but Tiny, yeah, fuck Tiny Tim, he needs to get hit by a truck. <laughs> Tiny Tim's always the worst, he has no sense of humor, he's always just uh, like, 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 even when he comes back, like, they'll, they're coming back from church, I guess that's where Kermit and Robin are coming back from, and, mm -hmm. like, Tiny Tim's all like, oh no, no, Kermit's all like telling Miss Piggy, is like, oh, Tiny Tim was such, he was glad to be there to show the people at the church that the blind man <laughs> can sing. How fucked up it can get. Like, why do you, like, even Tiny Tim, he wants to go to church just so he can show off, I guess, like, what, how, how cool God can be by killing small children. How good everyone else has it. Like, it's like, oh, God, what a sanctimonious motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, you can t fuck Tiny Tim. I just hate Tiny Tim. Okay, Apparently. Jesus. So, uh, Kermit Toast to Scrooge, the founder of the feast, and Piggy hates that shit. But Kermit's yeah. like, come on, baby, it's Christmas. So they toast him. Tiny Tim says, Bless us, everyone. Oh, they did. Then they sing the worst song of the movie about how much everybody loves everyone, bless us, all that shit. Yeah, that. already coming off like the Christmas song literally just like a minute and a half before this, which is pretty much about the same thing. It's mm -hmm. a little bit like, yeah, fuck you, Tiny Tim. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I hope your parents put more, pour, put more asbestos in your talcum powder. Yeah, Scrooge asks uh, the spirit of Christmas present if Tiny Tim will live. And the spirit, who's looking older now, says, It's like, fucking, I don't know, man, but no, no, that kid's totally gonna be shit dead unless you do something. What, you think that's a little healthy looking kid frog over there? What do you think? Look at the, what time and what city you're living in. Um, Plus, if he's going to die, he should hurry up and do it and decrease the surplus population. Yeah. Get it, Scrooge? Because that's what you said. See how bad it sounds when it's coming from somebody else talking about a tiny little frog that uses a crutch? Pretty awful, huh? I just picture it like fucking Christmas present totally turning into a sarcastic asshole about this shit. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm sorry, we gotta get out of the way because he's gonna, he's on, he's, Tiny Tim's on his way to go like fucking win a medal at the Special Olympics. We gotta clear out of here, right? Yeah, fuck you. Okay, let's go. So now the spirit's even older and they're in a graveyard and he's gonna vanish yeah. at the stroke of midnight. So he, or at uh, the stroke of 12, so he whips his dick out and tells Scrooge to start counting. But if he breaks contact, he has to start all over again. He's like, I'm not gonna be existing in, th in 60 seconds anyway. What do I got to fucking lose? Count the strokes. One. Oh, no. I, you looked away. I, <laughs> and he comes so hard, he turns into Christmas lights. Uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> he fades away. Oh Scrooge is like, don't go. I've learned so much from you. I got to see a sick frog, my nephew being an asshole. Let's keep this train rolin'. What fucking reality do I live in? What? Oh my god, the fabric reality is breaking all around me. But And then and he, so there's a big fart cloud that rolls in. <laughs> he fades away and the Ghost yeah. of Christmas future soon to show. A bunch of fart gas rolls in and blam, the spirit is there. And Scrooge says, Ah, oh, shit, son, you're metal as fuck. The spirit throws up the devil horns, is like, come on, let's go, and leads Scrooge, who's now willing Fucking to learn all about the future. Yeah, and Judas Priest rocks out on the uh, on the soundtrack. <laughs> it turns, yeah, it's, it's a ridiculous thing. There's a great moment where um, uh, Gonzo and Rizzo check out of the movie where they just turn to the camera and say, You're on your own, folks. We'll see you at the finale. Which... It's a great way, because you don't want them around for this, like, last third of the film. It's not really the third. It's, like, ten-minute segment. Yeah. Uh, you don't want them to, like, because, you know, th if they're going to be commenting on all this stuff, it's going to undercut the, dra uh, the drama of the film. But it's also funny that for them to break the fourth wall and be like, okay, we'll see you, like, right before the end credits start. Like, it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a cute way for them to check out for 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I like this 
Ghost of Christmas Future's design. Mm-hmm. It's not quite as creepy as I, I like it to be, but it's yeah, still pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's still Death Re- uh, Grim Reaper-esque, but it's not quite as... It, you get the idea of the Terry... If Terry Gilliam had done this, it would be some kind of fucked up bone monster shroud thing, but it still yeah. evokes the... It's the kid version of Death, essentially. It's just like an empty shroud with, like, big weird Muppet hands, and that's it. Yeah. So it's got, then, like, this big fucking vagina neck. It does, okay, like, you can kind of see sure. where, like, the puppeteer's kind of looking through, like, a black shroud at the base, at the bottom of the, of, of its neck. But, yeah, whatever, it still looks cool. So they go into town, a bunch of pigs talking about how happy they are some fool died the night before. I always love and these beady-eyed pigs. And Scrooge is like, what poor wretch of do they speak? Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the bummer, one of the b- bad parts about the future part of every st- version of the story is like, the story really belabors the fact that, okay, we're obviously talking about it's Scrooge dead, but like the movie, like every retelling has to play around with like, who, who could this be? Mm-hmm. Who unloved old man could they be talking about? It's like, yeah, we get it. Yeah, so then they watch some very British Muppets selling the stuff to a fence. A yeah, and the fence. fence is a big spider guy, and, and mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, I guess these are all uh, people who either, like, helping bury Scrooge or were, like, his housekeepers, because the one lady's like, I stole his blanket, and the old Joe's like, I'm not going to pay extra for that warmth, but uh, that's appreciated. I'll take that off your hands. It's the only warmth he ever had. <laughs> yeah, and everyone starts cracking up. Of course, Scrooge is all like, oh, shit. Oh man, they really hated this guy. I wonder who he was. <laughs> but, uh, is totally stupid, man. Actually, version of Christmas Carol where Scrooge is completely, completely oblivious. Like he's not getting it. <laughs> just driving <laughs> the ghost even more and more. Just, we're gonna fucking kill you ourselves, you motherfucker. And then That'd after that, Scro- Scrooge is like, "Okay, okay, yeah, I get it. Whoever this guy is, it's dead. He could be the same fate I get eventually, because I'm obviously still alive in this future." Yeah. But now he wants to see some tenderness, so off to Kermit's house they go, and Scrooge is like, "Oh yeah, they were super happy here. Lots of singing and shit. Why is it so quiet? Hey, you ever seen a sad frog? That shit's pretty sad. How about a sad frog and a pig? That shit's sad too." And Scrooge is like, oh, not Tiny Tim. Oh, his music brought joy to so many with his little ukulele. There's a great part where uh, uh, Bob Cratchit, he comes home. And it's, you know, mm-hmm. echoing the scene we just saw like uh, 10 minutes earlier with Tiny Tim. Except there is no Tiny Tim. His place is empty at the table. I did. There is one great little bit where fucking Cratchit sits down at the temple. Not the temple. What the fuck am I talking about? The table. Yeah. And he's like, and they're talking about the, like Tiny Tim not being there. And again, the story's going out of its way not to specifically state that Tiny Tim is dead, but everyone's talking about him in the past tense. And they only avoid talking about him just being specifically dead. So Scrooge can still be like, oh, spirit, tell me he's not dead, blah, blah, blah. But Bob Cratchit does talk about how life is a series of meetings and partings. That is the way of it. And he says it so matter of factly. That it is a pretty, pretty great, albeit super sad way to think about death and life. But it is, I think that's the best words of wisdom in the whole movie. And it's kind of just so matter-of-factly. It's it's not too saccharinely being all like, Oh, Tiny Tim was the best person we ever met. He's just a matter-of-fact. Like, you know, people meet and they fall apart and that's it. You know, shit happens. And, and like, I thought, especially coming from Kermit, you know. And I, according to the commentary by Brian Henson, he's like, oh yeah, this was the fact that we kind of highlighted the fact that Kermit says this in this project right after my dad died. That's not a mistake that we made sure that line stayed in the movie. Like, I'm like, mm. oh. So, 
yeah, I thought it was nice. I like how his own parents call him Tiny Tim. Not Tim. But, or Timmy, but Tiny Tim. I appreciate what... Uh, not Lewis Carroll. Who's the guy who wrote this shit? Charles Dickens was doing with this story. But according to Wikipedia, they found his notes. And when trying to come up with his character's name, it was a list of, like, Fat <laughs> fat Frank and stink, Stinky Steve. <laughs> it was just, like, like uh, these alliterative names of, like, yeah, like, Tinkles, t- Tinkles Terry. And I guess I don't know why Tiny Tim uh, won out over everything else. But, like, I mean, Dickens already had a thing for... A fucking kooky ass names for his characters. He almost went with Legless Larry. Yeah, that's the kind of. They sounded like uh, garbage pail kids. Mm. <laughs> like, well, I guess Tiny Tim is the least stupid sounding one, but yeah, Tiny Tim is such a cloying. Like, he's not even a character, he's a plot device. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I hate him so much. But thank God sad he's dead. Frog. Sad Frog is sad because yeah. Tiny Tim dead. So now they go back to the cemetery. <laughs> Do you think they flushed him down the toilet? No, they buried him on that hill there. He can overlook the shit. You don't flush frogs down toilets, they'll clog. That's a good point. That's depending how big the frog if it's like one of like the aquarium frogs, you can you can flush that frog down the toilet. Uh, but yeah. So, so Screwjack, the spirit, was that? Uh, hey, who's that wretch? The death brought so much joy to everybody. Also, before I check out the grave, can this like for sure be the future or can i like load up a previous quick save and get a different outcome yeah i do can I love save these... scum this yeah i do like well i guess that comes after when he realizes that the gravestone is his that he's like why would you be showing this if if, if i couldn't change this it'd be completely pointless i'm like oh actually good point of logic to you scrooge You're, you you mm-hmm. saw through their fucking bullshit but so yeah, he looks at- you have to go through the whole torturous thing of like him like staring at the tombstone, being like, "Oh, whose grave is that?" And then he goes over and wipes it off, and and oh shit, it's his grave. God, and he cries, Damn. and he says, "I'm gonna change my own. Christmas is so awesome. <laughs> I'll be that it? asshole that leaves my lights up all year and plays Christmas songs in July because I want a Christmas spirit in summer." Has someone tried to do, like, a Columbus Day carol where it's like someone doesn't respect Columbus Day enough? <laughs> Probably. They're like, oh, I can't believe I didn't respect Christopher Columbus's sacrifices for our nation his, his racist, racist sacrifices. Yeah, I just love the idea of, the, yeah, the personification of any holiday coming up and saying, you don't dig our holiday enough. Fuck you. You're going to die mm. if you don't like us enough. Yeah, so he hard. cries on the spirit's robes, and then he's back in the present world. It is a nice is- cut, because it, it turns from the spirit's robes into, like, his... I think it's, like, bed, the like bed his, his bed sheet, yeah. Yeah. Where shit's awesome now, and he's super happy he's not dead. After a bit of joy and being all hype about everything, he runs to the window, and that's that rabbit, what a day it is. It's Christmas Day, sir! Oh, I haven't missed it. Spirits did it all in one night. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then he demands that 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 bunny go get the goose that's twice as big as him, and he'll pay him one shilling. So five shillings. Carry this fucking heavy-ass goose around, you tiny little God child. Dear. Also, I guess the poultry shop has no problems with staying open during Christmas. But, I mean, I get that, you know, that's not to get all YouTube about it, but, yeah. They're, they're providing food on Christmas. Of course, some places are going to stay open, but, yeah. yeah. So, somebody who runs that poultry shop is, is an even bigger asshole than Scrooge, because even Scrooge let his No, it's up. probably, like, the people that own it are the people that run it. 
Well, exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, I do love, I think there's a little bit at the beginning, right, uh, when uh, the bunny first shows up, it kind of looks like he's trying to hit his mark. Like, like he, it almost seems like he can tell he's a character who has to make sure he stops in time to be, like, right in front of Scrooge's window, which I thought was kind of cute. I don't know, I might be mm. projecting or imagining things, but anyway, but yeah, Scrooge, he's a turkey, he's all happy, he comes out, he's in he's the like, dress oh, clothes. fuck, I'm gonna take that to Bob's house. And then he bounds out of his house and starts saying Merry Christmas to everyone. He pats Gonzo and Rizzo on the top of their little heads. Yeah, it's the one time they actually directly interact in the whole movie, yeah. He even makes a donation to the homeless charity. So, so Honeydew, or no, Beaker gives him his scarf, so now he has a splash of color on all his black. <laughs> now Scrooge goes, beep, 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 beep. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to sing a song about how good he's going to be and how everybody will be a niece and nephew to him, but not his actual nephew, though. That fool made fun of him. Fuck that kid. That'd be great if he's, uh, that, that guy's still, maybe not totally on his shit list, but still not. <laughs> he's still, still a little icy towards that guy, yeah. You, yeah. Think, you think you guys are fucking cute? You think you're gonna be a fucking comedian? Yeah, yeah. fuck you, kid. <laughs> he's not He's not the best singer, but who, you gonna be the one that tells Michael Caine he's not allowed to sing? It's, I, I didn't even think about that, yeah. <laughs> And he, he is kind of just like talk singing a little bit. Yeah, it's it's even he even I never thought about sees... Michael Caine actually trying to croon would be hello. <laughs> he goes oh and God. sees an old ass Sam and Fozzie. Oh, He's yeah. Cute. OK, we, Which we I guess... see him as babies, but we well, not Sam, but we see Fozzie as a baby. We don't see him old very often. I never thought about that, actually. Yeah. No. Well, why would you? That's creepy. I want to see so, so he reaches. He reaches Bob's house and he shoots everybody away, and then oh, he pretends to be <laughs> pulls out, out a of gun. Him. He's really gonna sell he this. He shoots it in the air, run, run. Hey, <laughs> great, Scrooge! Because Scrooge has never—he's been so antisocial his whole life. When he tries to embrace Christmas, he does—he <laughs> does it in the most fucked up, weirdest ways. Like even mm -hmm. everyone else is like, "We appreciate what you're going for, Scrooge," but holy shit, you're scaring the shit out of us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. So. uh... <laughs> He, he pretends to be Moy out at his Which, employee. this is one of the best parts yeah, of any Scrooge retelling. Piggy yeah. interrupts him, and she fights for her man, but then he's only fooling. He says, that's not for real. It's just for play-play. I'm going to raise your salary and pay off your mortgage. We're going to give plus, Tiny Tim robot parts. Look at this big-ass goose. I made this kid carry around all morning. <laughs> Want to eat it? Hell yeah, let's munch on it. This, uh, 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 Bean Bunny should be off to the side, just panting his ass off, going, "Oh my fucking god! Oh, I'm the hardest, I'm the hardest working motherfucker in town today. Jesus Christ!" And Tiny Tim didn't die. Scrooge is like a second father to him and shit. Oh, that's right, because you, you get Dickens and Rizzo coming out, being all like, "Yeah, this is cute." You get like a little talk about the story. And everybody forgot what a total dickhole this guy was his entire life, and now loves him. Cause that's how yeah. that works. You 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 buy someone a turkey, and I guess you're absolved for like an entire lifetime's worth of sins. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Tiny Tim and say, "God bless us, everyone." Oh, fuck and then you, all Tiny the Muppets Tim. sing about the love they found. It's a reprise of the song they cut, and everybody's yeah. happy now. And then it's the end. And it's nice of them to wait for the second song of the credits to for the crap pop version of the song. It could have, the yeah, they could have pulled the Disney where the moment the credits start, it's. Oh, bad, bad, dead. Somebody it's like Whitney Houston or whatever song. the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, that it's turkey. A cute movie. That turkey is totally like spray painted brown. It's obviously not like a real cooked turkey. And I do love when the camera pans out. Like there, this is the one. This pro this shot probably has more Muppets in it than any other shot in the film, where the camera mm -hmm. pans out and like yeah, you you get to see the mice in the attic of a house and stuff like that. 
Uh, Brian Hudson pointed out that the, you can see the sky in the background of the credits looks a little weird because the way they shot it, it was sped up. And so the, mm. the, the smoke that was naturally on set is moving way faster. If you really kind of pay attention to it, like, but anyway, that's not right here. But that's the end of the movie. That's Muppet Christmas yeah. Island or whatever the fuck. <laughs> whatever the fuck it is. The Christmas, Christmas Island. Yeah, Christmas. And we didn't really talk about it, but Michael Caine put in one of the performance in this. Because <laughs> he, he never feels like he's... Uh, playing down to the Muppets, he's he's, he's not above it, the material. Yeah, yeah, he's giving it his all. Which, Michael Caine has been enough garbage. I mean, that's kind of Michael Caine's whole thing. Is Don't that, you like, dare besmirch the 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 Josh the Revenge Bill. <laughs> Have you ever heard the quote? His quote about Josh the Revenge. I about so. how he's never seen the movie, but he's seen yeah. the, the the swimming pool that it paid for. Yeah, which that's a great attitude to have. Just to show up, whatever whatever job you can take, do 110 percent, and just fuck it. If the awards come, they come. That's great. If not, who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah. you got paid. That's all really matters in the end. And but yeah, no, he's he's and supposedly this is he's 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 always said that this has been one of his favorite uh, projects that he's ever been a part. Just because the movie itself turned out so well, and just actually just shooting the Muppets was so fun. He just had a great time, and the part of that was because he just treated the the material 100% straight. Like he didn't try to be too cute or like yeah, exactly. He wasn't above the material or anything like that. And that really shows yeah. in the film. It, it's he's a great goddamn Scrooge. And it is funny though because he's not overacting as an evil Scrooge though. It's because yeah. I know some people will talk about like oh that Scrooge was so great because he was so malevolent. But here you got Michael Caine just kind of being just Michael Caine, but it's still great just because it's such a personable character that even when he's he, he doesn't have to be so much of an asshole like ah it's just it's, it's it's a good match of actor with material and and adaptation and everything like that it turned out good yeah mm -hmm. he did a good job it's a good movie and that's coming from somebody who does not like christmas yeah the fact that you went out of your way to choose this and actually chose this as protection against our next project that's that's I, pretty much the highest it, praise you can give a christmas it movie. also says a lot i don't hate the songs from it <sighs> Yeah, maybe I need to see this more often. Let the songs grow on me, but yeah, I'm a little. Yeah. There's just some of them fall flat, but yeah, I, I don't I like hate them. them, but yeah, they're not instant uh, toe tappers like some other. Uh, then again, the the Muppet songs I do love. I I love them because I've grown up with them since I was a baby. So it'd be a different thing if I grown up with this film too. So. Do you have a favorite Muppet or not Muppet? A favorite Christmas Carol movie that you watched as a kid? Uh, my parents would watch the George C. Scott version a whole bunch, and I thought it was fine, mm. but it was a little slow. Um, this is probably the most fun adaptation. You know, actually, the one uh, version I remember as a kid kind of freaked me out a little bit. There was a Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol. <laughs> it was a cartoon oh, okay. with Jim Backus. Um, and I did realize it at the time, but a lot of people credit with that with, that with being the first Christmas holiday TV special. Hmm. It was, like, made in, like, the 1970s. But it's really weird because the ghost of Christmas past is like this little androgynous flame person who's just kind of extra, just like sprightly and weird. And there's a man, yeah. there's a lot of versions of this shit. There's yeah. a Flintstones Christmas Carol. What? Yeah, from 1990, 1994. Well, people love to point out the fact that it's, you know, it's the Magoo's why, from why 1962. Mr. Magoo is from 1962. Uh -huh. Jesus, I didn't realize it was that. Old. A Bugs Bunny Christmas Carol. Yeah, is that? I wonder if that's actually Bugs Bunny actually doing Rich Little's party. Christmas oh, Carol. Of course, I'm sure he plays all the characters. That fucking <laughs> ham. Oh my god. Yeah, we'll have to do Scrooge next year though. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably like end up rewatching this again next year. 
just to kind of like contrast this this with seeing Scrooge again. But. Well, you uh, you also have so few Christmas movies that are worth a damn. Yeah, that's true too. I mean, I have my own like bunch of Christmas movies that I watch too, but there's there's only a handful that I would hold up as like being legitimately great films yeah. by themselves without Did you my know there was nostalgia. The Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart as Scrooge. I've heard about that. Did they feel? Because I think he was doing that on the stage. I like. I guess it makes 99. sense. Ninety nine. I wonder if that's actually like a film adaptation, or if that's just like a someone just put a camera. Just they just filmed the stage adaptation. Um, am I thinking? I'm thinking Shakespeare because I'm thinking Hamlet because I'm like I think David Tennant had done a Christmas Carol, but I'm thinking Hamlet because uh, because yeah. I, I think uh, Patrick Stewart had done Hamlet too. Didn't um, Patrick Stewart for years and years do a one-man show of A Christmas Carol? Yeah, and there's things where, like, when they were filming the Star Trek The Next Generation movies, how they had to, like, move this filming around. The fact that, like, yeah, all through November and, and December, he that was his main job. And so they would have to, like, take a hiatus around uh, uh, him doing that. Um, but yeah, Christmas Carol stuff. Uh, what, I got other, some... what other... Oh, go ahead. No, go I'll ahead. No, I'll remember my question. Go ahead. Okay. I just have some trivia about the movie. Um, this, yeah, like I said, uh, this is the first Muppet project undertaken after the death of Jim Henson two years prior. Uh, the film was directed by Jim's son, Brian Henson, who wound up taking Jim's place as the head of the company and who most recently directed the box office bomb, The Happy Time Murders. We should which... watch that together. Yeah. That's... I can't tell if it, it's as bad as it looks or if the trailers fucked it up. Because I like Brian Henson and I like all the performers. They're all really good improvers yeah. and good comedians. So I don't know if that if was the... the heartbreaker finding out that it was actually a Henson who made that. Because that movie looked bad enough as it was, but then finding out like, no, this is the thing that Brian Henson has been trying to get off the ground for years. I'm like, oh, that's Ugh. yeah. But I don't want to judge it before I see it. I know, like... but like even what I've seen though is like pretty fucking nerve. And this is like. Like, even the idea, like, I know they filmed that movie, like, four years ago, and it's just been sitting on a shelf, because even the people who who uh, who own the film realized that they had just made a piece of shit. Uh, but even then, like, like they, they, they like, they did the, Meet the Feebles did it 30 years ago, like, yeah, they did the shit, like, on other TV shows, like, Supernatural and Angel have done the whole, like, oh, what like, characters are Muppets, and they get fucked up, and it's just... But, like, uh, uh, yeah, let's not talk about that. We'll, we'll watch it together Yeah, we'll talk point. about it someday, yeah. Well, no, we won't talk about it, but I feel like you Fuck and I it. should watch Let's it together. Fuck it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if we just wait a couple months, we get to say, hey, it's a year old. We missed it. It came out a while ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just came out on video, so we could watch it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God knows we've bent the rules harder in the yeah, past yeah. for, you know, stuff like that. But uh, Yeah, so Happy Time Murders. Um, on the upside, Brian Henson wound up marrying Sloane Peterson from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Just a random bit of trivia I found out while poking around on Wikipedia, which I don't know if that means anything to you, because I don't know if you know if you know anything about Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I think I'm the one person in the world that doesn't like that movie. Really? Yeah, Sloan yeah. Peterson. I like, just hate Ferris Bueller so much. He's such oh, an you would know this actress. Asshole. She was the queen. Oh, she was the princess queen lady in uh, blah, 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 Legend, the Ridley Scott fantasy oh, okay. movie with Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Um, She's the one who almost fucks Tim Curry. Um, yeah. Ugh. Oh, God, I forgot about that whole movie. Oh, okay, A Muppet Christmas Carol was originally supposed to be an ABC TV movie, but when mm. Disney caught wind of the project, they bought it up and turned it into a big-budget feature film. 
the TV movie version was going to feature Scooter, Miss Piggy, and Gonzo as the ghosts of Christmas pre past, present, and future. Uh, but when the story needed to be fleshed out to feature length, the writer Jerry Jewell came up with the idea to include Charles Dixon, Charles Dixon, Charles Nelson <laughs> Riley as a narrator, uh, which Brian Henson thought was a particularly great idea since it allowed them to work in a lot of the narration from the book that no other adaptation had ever been able to use. Which is, there is a lot of great turns of phrase and descriptions that Gonzo talks about. And it's stuff that's, it's just, a lot of Gonzo's narration in that movie is just taken directly from the book. I, I think the the movie's first lines is, like, Jacob Marley was dead. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, that's a great way to set the tone, and yeah, I thought that was really clever. But yeah, when they decided that Gonzo uh, should be the narrator, because they were like, oh, he's the most unlikely person you would think would be playing Charles Dickens in the story like this. They were like, well... Yeah, well, we're gonna have to come up with some different Muppet characters uh, for the uh, for the ghosts, and that's what happened with the jump to a feature film. Also meant a bigger budget that allowed them to create a bunch of custom Muppets for the Ghosts of Christmas Past, Present, and Future, and yeah, freed up Gonzo to play uh, Dickens throughout the film. And yeah, uh, the pre the Ghosts of Christmas Present and, and Christmas Yet to Come are pretty cool, but yeah, Ghost Christmas Past a little, ugh, yeah. Looks like they just dug up one of the gulflings and just drowned it in a bucket of water and <laughs> said, oh, that's a good, that's the past. Yeah. And last notes. Uh, the film wound up getting a great reviews, but did only so-so in theaters, thanks to Home Alone 2 and Disney's own Aladdin. Mm. Uh, hawking up most of the holiday business that year, which I forgot Aladdin had come out right around then, too, so that was oh, oof, man, poor time for this fucking movie. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, I guess, you know, it's exploded on home video, and it's now a you know, holiday perennial for everybody. So, I guess I didn't do that then. Yeah, That's it! Movie. I like it. Well, you, you had said you were going to say it, then I cut you off of my notes. Yeah, it's alright. I was just going to... It's something that I feel like when you need to go to a Muppet movie, you've got to ask, especially one like this and with the... That stuff. Uh, what movie do you want? Because we talked about it in Clue, too. Do you want Clue? Clue done as a Muppet cast. Uh, what other? <laughs> I forgot about what that. Yeah. What other classic pieces of literature or stories would you want played uh, by know, the Muppets? I'm surprised. Have they done like Robin Hood? That seems I'd like say, an obvious. Yeah, I. You can't do Little Women because there's only like three lady Muppets. I know exactly. I do Castle. I mean, yeah, Castle. I'm surprised that they haven't done Castle Blanket yet. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess they did Wizard of Oz. Mm -hmm. Clue is such a good idea, though, because <laughs> you true. could probably do that, because who's holding on that hard to the rights to Clue? You could probably actually, if, if if anyone in Hollywood had a couple extra bucks on some of the weight to throw around, you could probably actually get that made. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, hmm. You know, Muppet Star Wars would be kind of funny. Yeah. Like, if you did it just right, like, I know Star Wars, it's not like we're hurting for more bad Star Wars movies, but... Um, that could, could be kind of funny. Uh, Muppet Star Trek would be kind of funny. Um, mm -hmm. now, do you have any ideas? I'm trying to think. I'm not even trying yeah, to think I'm of old, to, like, stories. I'm trying stories. to think of classic literature and shit. Stuff that, yeah, classic literature, stuff that's not already, you could do, like, Muppet Beowulf or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Muppet Golden Compass. Uh, <laughs> there you go. They could kill God together. Muppet Lord of the Rings. Actually, you know what? That actually... <laughs> or Muppet Hobbit, either one. Yeah, Since that those actually... are sausage parties, and you only got a couple of ladies. And you can cut those movies. You can kind of cut the, the Lord of the Rings down to one just really lengthy, rambling movie, too. That would actually be pretty funny. 
Mm-hmm. Um, although there's so many characters in Lord of the Rings, you'd start kind of running out of Muppets. Like, no, you like, wouldn't. There's so many Muppets. Oh, but like the main characters, you would have New Zealand would end up having to be like a, one of the main characters by the end, because just by virtue of like he'd be like the leader of the Nazgul. Um, or something. No, yeah. Sweetums should be the leader of the Nazguls. <laughs> just, it's not even. It's not even the Nazgul. It's just Sweetums running around chasing everybody. Hey, <laughs> hey, wait for me, <laughs> guys! For me. Exactly. That's how every chasing scene ends in the, in the Muppet Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can see that. Man, yeah. you can do all kinds of. I just again, it, it's not really a matter of the material, it's just as much as how well ex- executed it is. Well, yeah. Um. But I think some stuff lends itself more to that. Muppet National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Nah. Boom, 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 boom. Nah. Muppet Polar Express. Hey, speaking of the Polar speaking Express. Speaking of which, I, yeah, I've come here to blow our brains out with something I know <laughs> that is bad, but I can't not, not watch it when it's on TV. He wants to rant and rave about it for an hour plus. Uh, this might be the last Christmas, because we're just going to kill ourselves before next week's episode is <laughs> finished recording. Yeah, we're going to talk about Bob Zemeckis' piece of shit, The Polar Express, <laughs> which... I still have not seen the whole. I need. I bought it on iTunes, and I st- I still have not seen the whole thing. I've not mm. seen the beginning. I don't even know how he gets on the train. All I know, he, the fucking kid gets on the train, and there's no story for the next two hours. Fucking movie. Fucking. <laughs> Did you see that Bob Zemeckis has a new movie out about like a guy who gets beat up and gets dementia, and like in order to deal with having gotten beat up, he like creates a doll town. It's based off a real story that got turned into a documentary that he turned into a fictional movie. Uh, but, like, so, of course, that's an excuse for Bob Zemeckis to make another Oscar bait movie that's filled with CGI creepy people. Because, mm-hmm. like, the dolls come to life, and the co- dolls are all based off of people he knows. Of and course. so it's like Steve Carell on a CGI doll body. Like, his face projected on a CGI doll body. And it's like, Bob Zemeckis, what the fuck? What computer generated character do you want to fuck so bad that you've invested your entire career after Back to the Future into creating all these CGI shitty characters for movies and stuff? But eh, neither, that's neither here nor there. We're going to be talking about the world's worst Santa I've ever seen in a, in, a, in a Christmas special or motion picture in the Polar Express. I love Tom Hanks. That's the thing that kills me. I love all the constituent elements that are going into the Polar Express. Although I should actually probably buy a copy of the book and read it before. I don't know if that'd be better or worse. Hey, just get the audiobook. But sure the, I know the book is like 12 pages long. The audiobook is okay. going to be like the length of like a Blue Apron ad at the start of a podcast. Because <laughs> I think the book is just like, Then Charlie woke up, and the Polar Express was outside his house. And it took him to meet Santa, and Santa gave him a silver bell. And then he lost it. What a piece of shit Charlie was. And that's the end of the... <laughs> I think that's the whole book. <laughs> And I watch that was. Watch a piece watch, of shit. Watching the movie, you can tell that's the whole plot of the book because everything else they added to it has nothing to do with that story. It's just random mm. hijinks. Anyway, shut up, Bill. This no, week, you're sorry. We, have you seen the Polar Express? We get to record that episode now. It's just totally random. It was last uh, year. I went to a restaurant. It happened to be on TV that I was looking at, and it. It was some scene where it looked like Satan was vomiting into my eyes. 
Do you remember anything specifically about that scene? Because that is that is yes. the whole movie. Yes, I, I do. Was no, it, not- it was it was the rock and roll uh, scene. Oh no! And you know what? That literally is like one shot in the movie. But it's a that's one of the more like what the fuck is this? Really? Because it haunted me for days. It's fucking. Felt like they it actually- lasted forever. Oh god. Oh god! They actually got that band from Flaming Moe's to be in that movie. <laughs> oh my! Is that the actually? Is it wait? Am I t- even thinking about the right band? Is that Flaming Moe's? No. Hey, Mo! No, no, no it's Red Hot Chili Peppers, because they, they come and scream, Hey, Mo. Aerosmith has been no, on the No, Aerosmith right? is from the Flaming Mo episode. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers is from a different episode. Oh, okay. I get confused. There's, it was them and the Ramones. Those, those are the three bands I always think about being on The Simpsons, but... Mm-hmm. Flaming Mo's is a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was Cut Children's Cops, Anyway, we're talking about Polar Express. I'm sorry for anyone who likes us, who tries to keep up with us, who might feel obligated. I, well, I feel bad for anyone who who listens to us who likes the Polar Express. We promise Nobody likes to- the Polar Express. No I, one- have, I have a friend who loves Christmas more than anybody I've ever met. She starts Christmas fucking the day after Thanksgiving ends and doesn't stop. Uh-huh. She's obsessed with it. And she was like, that movie sucks ass. <laughs> That's great. You know what? I want to go to a Polar Express fan convention and firebomb it. Just, just, just. Oh, why man. would you? Why would you be that mean to that two people? All the three people there. You got to put them out of their misery because you know <laughs> the guess. rest of their lives are even sadder outside of that convention than inside. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. we're, we're angry. I haven't even seen the movie. That's yet, what I'm but saying, we're already yeah. pissed off. I'll throw you a copy of the Polar Express. Thanks. Oh, no. And then we get back to our normal lives. So, Christmas yeah. will be over, and then we can talk about fucking Superman and shit and Mask of the Phantasm. Oof. So next time, from from the creator of Back to the Future, it's Polar oh. Express. God, it's like a guy's trying to erase his own career. The fuck? Yeah. Anyway, okay. We should He's muttering on Twitter. I'm the Grope Turtle on Twitter. Twitter Twitterpodcast.com. All the things. Check us out. It's Christmas. It's Christmas, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if... Uh, yeah, it's... I'll try... We'll see if we can get the next episode up before Christmas. Yeah, we'll I, I should be able to edit it pretty quickly. I already yeah. downloaded the music and everything for it, so it's yeah. a matter of plugging so, in. Assuming maybe it's <laughs> Christmas we listening timely. to us be sad. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the funny thing, because uh, that episode's only going to be timely for one day, even if we get it up early. And yeah. then the rest of the week we're gonna be pin- we're gonna be like oh we know Christmas ended five days ago but we still but listen then, to this movie this podcast might- about this movie we hate about Christmas. No, you might get people searching for it who had to watch it like on Christmas Day and we're like that's I what gotta, I'm hoping. I gotta hear somebody well, else talk about this shit. That's most of the, the, what I've heard people talk about on the internet if they're talking about Polar Express it's because like my fucking crippled grandma can't stop watching it <laughs> but I'm stuck here with my crippled grandma so I now have to watch the Polar Express fifteen times. Yeah. Oh so my anyway, god. That's next time. Yeah. <laughs> get hype. Get hype. Uh, <laughs> it's it's yeah. so fucking. Get, get your hot chocolate ready because. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. So next time, Polar Express. Until then, I got nothing else. Bah humbug. Keep telling your Bah humbug culture. indeed. We totally bah, hum- did not learn the lesson of this <laughs> this movie. Oh. oh. Bah humbug us, everyone. <laughs> What a special cut of this movie where Michael Caine, he then, after the day after Christmas, he, he's flipping through the channels on cable at home, he sees the Polar Express and then shoots himself, and totally undoes everything from, from Grable Carol. Yeah.
I like that I could tell now that you left that like three second pause there in case you want to edit out what you just I just said. wanted to say it. Yeah, I wanted to make sure at least it was easily cut outable because I don't want to necessarily be performing for the mic, but like, yeah, I just, even the Polar Express turned Scrooge back to not even evil. He just realized that there's really no point to living at all if you're living in a world where the Polar Express lives, uh, exists, but yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, bah humbug, goodbye. <laughs>